This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley and I'm scattered because I don't know what day it is. It is day eight, day eight. of the Anatomy of Marriage question and answers. We take your questions, we answer them in an awesome way. And you are a licensed marriage and family therapist, which is awesome. Yes, and we have a podcast about marriage because ours wasn't awesome. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, and as always, today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free book on us, a free ebook on us. By mm-hmm. ebook, I mean Audible book. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash Anatomy of Marriage and get your audiobook on us. Because it's awesome. And right. every day we do Instagram and Facebook Live. So hello to everyone on Instagram and Good Facebook morning, Live Darlene, that we're talking Linda, to. Brittany. Um, and you can join us every single day. All right. And we do a couple of things. We start out with a prayer. We share a past gratitude, two very important things. Then we read a review of the day. And then we answer you guys' questions live. The, the questions that we get from email are just dropping mm-hmm. us a line on Instagram or whatever. So let's start it out. Let's do this. Okay. Thank you, God, creator, for your blessings. Thank you so much for this sunny day. Thank you for this opportunity that we have to do the podcast, to build a life together, to build a family together. Thank you. I pray that it is helpful to everybody that listens. Amen. Amen. All right. Good prayer. Uh, you go first in thankfulness and I'll think of mine in thankfulness. I'm thankful that to this morning I said, I need you in this particular way and you just were there. Yeah. So thank you. We can talk more about it later because it was really good. Well, good. Okay. That's helpful to know. I am thankful that I'm doing the day two of the intentional Brendan Bruchard high performance planner, high performance planner. And yesterday was the first day and it was great. And I'm, I wouldn't have done it if it weren't for you getting it first. So thanks. You're On welcome. to the review of the day. <laughs> the review of the day. We okay. encourage you to do these things with your partner too. So talk, pray with them and be thankful with them 
Look, people can't see me over the computer. Okay. I want to read the review of the day. Six out of five stars. That's right. You didn't think it was possible? It is possible. Six out of five stars. My husband and I are five years into marriage, and I'm so glad to have this podcast along for the ride. It helped us give us language to talk about things I really struggled to communicate early on, stuff like family expectations and navigating mental health issues. Thanks for being a thoughtful, open-hearted, relentlessly practical fount of wisdom. Ooh. P.S. The extra stars to make up for the haters who would dare rate less than five stars. You're welcome. <laughs> that is awesome. Who is that? Uh, Sonia KW. Thank you, awesome Sonia KW. That is awesome. Yes. Thank you for that review. Yeah. That helps out. Remember to go and rate and review the show. And okay. On to the very first question. You typed it out, so I'll let you read it. Oh. Um, <clears throat> so this says, I have always struggled with shame and guilt. I've always taken it as me being quick to apologize and being meek. But I've learned through therapy that the way I process my mistakes and ways I've been hurt and ways I've hurt people turns me so far inward that I don't acknowledge the other person's feelings. So when my wife and I fight, she gets frustrated because I mentally leave the conversation and start beating myself up and it's obvious. She takes it as me being selfish sometimes, which makes me feel more shame. How do I take the focus off of myself even when I know I was the one who screwed up and then be present with my wife during a fight? Mm, Okay, so this is huge. And there's this thing called a shame cycle. Just like any other feedback loop that we get into, there is a shame cycle. It starts up here. If there's an action that we feel like we need to do, then there's regret. Then we have shame. And then we internalize that. And it goes round and round and round. Mm -hmm. And this is something that you and I have struggled with. And... I think shame is what you said it very succinctly. Shame is. Oh, well, you're talking about what Brene Brown says. Shame is I am bad. That one. Yeah. And what's the other one? Guilt is I've done something bad. And shame is I am bad. I am bad. Yeah. And that is huge. And it made me think about all the times that we've had conversations where I made a mistake. Right. And. She gets angry or hurt or whatever, and then I take that and I internalize that, and I I begin to say, what's wrong with me? Why can't I just whatever? And I think that part of that, I think I had a predisposition to that beforehand, and also you had a big part to play in it because you weren't seeing how you were saying the delivery would trigger things in me and just like make me feel like a bigger piece of crap. Right. And that really was a a dynamic. Mm -hmm. And I think that's definitely happened from me to you. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about the miracle morning, how Elrod and he has six things. And I don't remember all of them. One is thankfulness. One is, well, the big one that I want to talk about is affirmations, like a daily affirmation. And I've learned, and it's been helpful for me, my life, that I write out daily affirmations of like who I really believe that I am. Like, I am, well, I wrote them this morning and let mm-hmm. you read them. I am strong. I am a leader. I am insightful and I have wisdom. I don't have all the wisdom, but I do have those things mm-hmm. and I'm a hard worker, right? And if I can start out the day and pre program my mind, then and make that a pattern, then I will definitely be less likely to internalize shame and take it on as like, oh, I'm stupid. I'm this, this, this. Mm-hmm. And you make that a practice, and it's not something that was just innately mm-hmm. something that I did. I had to cultivate that, mm-hmm. and it's a daily practice. Yeah, right? I would say that it goes sort of along the lines of what we mentioned yesterday, too, with this idea of 
yes, cultivate the practice. So do the do a daily like miracle morning type thing, a journal like for yourself of I am strong, I am whatever, I do not need shame, shame doesn't help me, right? But then visualize yourself when you're in those moments, what are you going to do? Like mm-hmm. imagine, and I know that sounds weird, but literally imagine that your wife comes to you with, uh, or you've done something mean, whatever that is, your wife comes to you and says, or you I hurt made my a feelings. Mistake. Or you Not made a mistake. Mean. You made yeah. a mistake. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then your wife says, I hurt my feelings, blah, blah, blah. Imagine what it looks like. Envision what it looks like repairing that without shame as the center and the core because you will behave differently when shame is not present. Mm -hmm. But if you've never done it before and you don't know what it looks like, you're going to stumble through it and then not do it and then feel more shame Mm -hmm. and feel more guilt. Right. And then with the therapist and um, other people and books and stuff, content that you are consuming, you're going to find out where that shame came from. Usually it comes from something in childhood or something. Maybe you did make a big mistake. Maybe you blew it for some reason and you can't let that go you're going to go back and process that and mm-hmm. visualization that's one of the six steps in the miracle yeah morning. it is yeah. and one of the awesome things that's in that book now the high performance planner is name a situation today that may bring you stress that may put the heat on mm-hmm. and may make you go sideways it doesn't say that but whatever and for me it was like okay if we have family stress with mm-hmm. our kids if people are tripping out and then if you are upset at me mm-hmm. with something. So that brings me stress. And then the very next question is, how do you see yourself? How can you bring your best self to that stressful situation? And what are you going to do about like it? Like, how are you going to handle it well? Right. And I, and, I, and I wrote in my thing, I can handle it with patience, mm-hmm. with love and leadership and mm-hmm. calmness. Yeah. Because and every time I don't have those things, when those sideways things happen, mm-hmm. boom, it just exacerbates everything and makes it worse, yeah. right? I do want to say too that there is a a thing that you can do by simply acknowledging it when it happens <clears throat> and you can let your wife know like in a time where you're not going through it, so in a good time, say, hey, I know that you have seen it's obvious that I'm beating myself up when we're in an argument. I'm really sorry, wife, that I've been doing that because I know that's frustrating to you. It makes me look selfish. It makes me look like a turd. Mm -hmm. And it makes me look like I don't care about you. So say those things to your wife when you're not in a moment of conflict and then tell her, so next time we get into conflict, I'm going to try my best to acknowledge that I'm feeling shame and then turn that into like an actionable step. Mm -hmm. And so what that would look like in conflict is... You, you have that moment where you realize, oh, I'm doing the shame thing again. Mm-hmm. And you say, and trust me, I know this stuff is hard, but you can do it. You say, sweetheart, I'm really sorry. I, I'm doing that weird shame thing. I just need like two seconds to kind of get myself together. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want to do that same cycle because I know it's not honoring to you and how you're feeling and what needs to go on. So I'm really sorry just for a second. I'm going to think about it or whatever right. whatever your process looks like. And then it's your wife's job to give you that space. Like Melanie has called me selfish a bunch of times when in actuality I wasn't trying to be selfish. I was doing the best that I could to how do I make sense of mm-hmm. this shame that I'm feeling. To manage I'm, I'm it, going yeah. to withdraw and I, I'm too, you know, it's like a beehive in my brain. Mm-hmm. I need to remove myself from the situation. But that would be like, oh, he's he's leaving again he's a jerk. or he's going to get a brownie or something it was like it's it's all literally i mean if you're just like using that excuse like oh i gotta go get a beer then yeah that might be an issue yeah. but however the selfishness the perceived selfishness that is happening may not be selfishness and that's very important for your wife to 
mm-hmm. understand and then for you to understand because if she's calling you selfish and you believe it what is that going to do for your shame cycle yeah i'm a piece of crap oh now i'm just selfish what's wrong with me boom 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 so you have to break that cycle you have to do some sort of massive action to take hold of that situation yeah okay, we're getting a ton of questions and i don't want to ignore any of these no i so. do want to say really quickly that you should also look into the enneagram if you haven't done it yet it's very sort of like revelatory mm-hmm. unto the what your brain does when you're in conflict let's see Someone says, on my phone lock screen... Someone, Brad. I don't know why I didn't read your name. It says, on my phone lock screen, the saying, I will save the best for... Oh, wait. I will save the best of me for you is there. So I see it every time I open my phone. Mm-hmm. I love That's that. That's a great reminder. So much. Um, I don't know why it's not scrolling. Mm. We're cute. <laughs> we're, we're cute matching. and matching. Oh, not <laughs> planned, funny. but thanks. I wasn't planned. <laughs> I've learned okay. that prefacing with, I feel like you are saying, always helps promote growth and healing. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, because what is that? That's an I statement. It's not you always yeah. do whatever. It's like I feel and who and it's who's clarifying. in charge of our feelings. You are. You're Satan. the only I'm just per- kidding. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just joking. That <laughs> would um, be funny to say. Uh, go down. I tried. Uh, uh, let's see. It's like, Hold on. There was a big no. one. Okay. Uh, how, to, how to take pressure off a husband who internalizes stress from work and expectation for himself. He has a hard time opening up about it, but his stress manifests in ways that affect him, me, and our kids. Yes. Okay. So this sounds like a, a, a wife wanting to help out, seeing the stress is happening, and the dude being a, a kind of a cultural typical dude, not knowing how to process that, thinking I can white knuckle this, I don't want to share problems, right? Um, probably every couple has experienced that ever. So first, I want to normalize that a mm-hmm. little bit. And then how do you think, so I'm speaking to, I'm assuming the wife here, how do you, knowing your husband, tell me about, I want you to think about a time, so we're kind of flipping it. Tell me, wife, about a time when you saw your husband not stressed out. He was able to open up to you. He was able to engage in a conversation that kind of left that stress behind, right? So think about what was it? What kind of day was it? What? How did the morning go? How did the evening go? All that. And then I want you to try to recreate those things. This is a, um, uh, we're, what is it? Uh, this is a, a solution-focused therapy tenant. It's like, okay, tell me about a time when the problem wasn't the problem. Yeah. And literally, what time of day was it? You know, what did you eat for breakfast? Were you guys intimate the night before? Were, was it a low-stress work day? You're going to try to recreate those things and help to facilitate. So that is so, I think, like the power of a loving wife is so awesome because you guys, you, wife, and other wives, can see things that I can't see, that mm-hmm. guys can't see, and you have the ability to really speak life into that mm-hmm. in a good way. You know, it's like uh, we talking to uh, Anthony O'Neill yesterday from Ramsey Personalities. He's like, we have to have someone who has our six, mm-hmm. right? And that means Melanie has my back. I have her back. So if, I, if, if she sees the danger that I don't see, then you can identify that mm-hmm. and help me. You know, you can be the smoke alarm. Yeah. Like, um, Stephen St- Dr. Stasny talks about. Yeah, well, you know? and I think too, it's really important for, and, and this makes me think of that Bible, you know, like the Bible verse in Genesis where it's like God made Eve as a helper, which I'm, I'm literally reading that right now. I read it today. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because I've never, I never really thought about that. I didn't 
care about it. Mm-hmm. Not that I thought it was good or bad. But I think now that I'm thinking of it in the context of that question, it's like Seth and men are are taught by culture to just like, you're going to get through this. It doesn't matter if it kills you. You're just going to do it. I just told, I do told it. you once. This was recent too. I was like, I'll do anything. What did I say? Like you were talking about you'll just like white knuckle through anything you you won't yeah, he like, won't change it to make it better yeah. he'll just suffer through it because he thinks that that's he's trained to men it's, are kind of trained it's to easier do that. that way it's easier to do that than to open up and talk about it literally. yeah and so why i'm saying that why i'm bringing up this concept is that what the first thing that came to my head when we read the question is that there is a way that as women, like I would see that and say, Seth, you're so so stressed out. Why don't you open up to me? Why don't you, you know, I would like vomit the things he's not doing onto and already. Extre- you would pursue and I would only. Distance. I would pursue, but like not in a very helpful way. <laughs> I would pursue in a way that made you feel shame mm. and guilt. Mm-hmm. You're not doing the right thing, although you're paying all the bills and you're doing all the things mm-hmm. and you're all that. So I think what's what's really kind of powerfully cool here is that as a wife or a partner, I mean, I guess this goes both directions. Like if Mm -hmm. the wife works and the husband is at home and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. it could go that way. Mm -hmm. But you can, as the partner say, Hey, gosh, you do a lot. You do a lot, Seth. Is there anything that I can do to make this easier for you mm-hmm. i and and then and i've we've literally have just recently done this like i have yeah, like just re- like just last week said you are doing so much you're juggling so many things what can i take off of your plate that would make you feel the most appreciated loved valued and give you more time mm-hmm. and um because if i assume that i know what it is that's not helpful for him mm-hmm. um and sometimes the thing i think he needs is not the thing he needs mm-hmm. and it's more damaging more hurtful more weird if I just try to step in and say, I see you're doing this. That's not good. I'm going to take over. Mm-hmm. So I would really invite you as the partner, not to, to like point it out as flaws that you're overloaded. You're busy. You can't blah, blah, blah. You're doing too much. It affects our kids. Right. Cause that's how I would normally do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I would say though, is sort of walk alongside your husband and say, gosh, look at all the things you do. You're so good at these things. And thank I you. See that you're, I yeah, see that you. I see that you're doing them. Gosh, mm-hmm. I can't. And I said to Seth, I would not be able to do the things that you do. I really mm-hmm. wouldn't. And so kind of stepping alongside of him and saying, what are the things I can do that will make you feel like, you know, rest, like you can rest mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's sort of an invitation instead of a pointing out, because I just suck at invitations. <laughs> There's so many people have written, written I know. Things. Thank you guys so much. Okay. It says, uh, love that. Thank you. I know a lot of time he just doesn't want to stress me out. And so I also want to show that I'm strong enough and I care and I can share the burden mm, with him. Yes. Oh, yes. So, geez. There's you, a lot. That's a whole. Like, <laughs> this is like identical to us. Like, yeah. I don't tell Melanie things because I'm like, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, I don't want to stress her out. I don't want to burden her. But when he but doesn't tell me, I don't learn that it's stressful to him. You don't learn that it's stressful, and it's not very connecting. No, either. You mm-hmm. know, you ask me all the time, "What? What are you thinking?" I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm not thinking. That. I love it because the boys do the same thing. What are you thinking, Mariner? I don't know. Nothing. Right. I think it's really funny. Um, but we can talk about that another time okay, too. Yeah. But okay, we have sorry. another question so, I wanted to answer. Well, okay, there's another question here. Okay, oh, my well, husband can... has always wanted to beat. Hold on. It's too oh, it's long. long we can we my, can copy it. Okay. I, I just want to read it. My husband has always wanted to beat himself up. He has a hard time stepping up and stepping out. He is not the most experienced in certain areas, and I get frustrated sometimes. For example, he's not a handyman. He does things halfway, and it doesn't bother himself. He sweeps before we clean the counters. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> We're hilarious. laughing because that's something that has... I tried hard ha- not to shame mm-hmm. him. 
but at times I just get so frustrated and don't understand his logic. I'm very methodical and logical thinker. He's just not. How can we embrace this about him rather than getting so mad at him for bonehead things he does? I don't want him to feel stupid all the time and really feel like I make him feel stupid. Mm. Are you speaking about moi? That's right. And y'all? So speak to that because uh, we have a zillion questions. Give like a super awesome synopsis of it. Here's my super awesome synopsis. Uh, that is exactly what we have done. Yeah. So uh, I again, I'm a, maybe you've. I think you've done the Enneagram. If you haven't, I would suggest doing it. But the thing that helped me not just absolutely sort of like firehose Seth with my preferences in the world was understanding that they don't matter to him. Sweeping before you wipe the crumbs off the counter matters to me, but Seth could live his entire life and never doing that, and it would never matter to him. Mm -hmm. And so for me to impose my um, standards of living onto him is harmful, mm-hmm. right? It is actually harmful to our relationship, to my perception of Seth. Uh, holding him to my standard is not going to be a healthy thing ever in our marriage. And so it's it took me understanding, uh, and it was actually in season one where Matt, our friend, and he helped produce season one, he talked about this idea of acceptance. Like acceptance is one of the biggest and most important things in marriage. And I didn't understand it fully at the time, mm-hmm. but accepting that Seth doesn't care about that. Accepting that if Seth lived on his own, his house would look messy and he doesn't care. With the example of me not putting my shoes away or something, it is not, it is absolutely not me running through an algorithm. Okay, shoes here, shoes here, shoes there. This is the maybe worst one. I choose that. Yeah, he doesn't go, That's never. which option? Uh, dust the crumbs off the counter first or sweep right. first. It's like dust going to the, the grocery crumbs. store. You know, you see three of the same item and the tags are messed up. This one's nine ninety nine. This one's five ninety nine, and this one's two ninety nine. Well, I got to choose the nine ninety nine just because. No, that's not going to happen. You're going to choose the best one that you think uh, is the one. Okay. Um, I hope you take this the right way. Y'all are way better than any marriage conference I've ever <laughs> been. <laughs> I take that still... to the right way. That I is. Take yeah. that a very right way. That's Thank awesome. you. Awesome. And that was, mind you, our very first marriage conference. So we were flying by the pants no, of our seats. No, that's not what they're saying. Seats of our pants. <laughs> I don't think... What? Y'all are way... way... Oh, uh, yeah, I get that's it. Not okay. What saying. Sorry. I thought you... We're talking about the marriage conference. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. That is. A I good will. One. He, he will even wash the real... dishes, but they're still dirty when he goes to the. Yeah, Seth does that too. Ugh. So, oh, Brittany, you're not alone. This is not anything unique to you. It's being. In, it's called being married to a human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, yeah, ha- I, I and I'm not exaggerating when I said this. When I say this, like, I had to f- <laughs> literally meditate on. I cannot let these things bother me. It is not worth it in the long run, mm. right? So here's a good thing. It's going to seem super sad, but whatever. I'm going to go there. My best, One of my best friends, Chelsea, died this last year. Her husband would give anything to be next to the stupid quirks that she did that he did not like. Mm. He would give absolutely anything. Right. And I think that often because we've had many part, like friends of ours who are married die lately mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in the past and and in that sentence just think about what really matters yeah is it so slowing, my partner matters mm-hmm. or is it the crumbs on the counter matter because mm-hmm. they don't they actually don't they matter to you but not to him and so it's a matter of figuring out like how do we find that balance and how do i learn to accept lovingly these okay. differences so, so okay so what are the options let's let's be extreme here and let's play it out so um, okay, I there are always going to be crumbs on the counter. And I always am going to fight that. 
and I always am going to cause conflict in it. And I am always going to internalize that the crumbs on the counter reflect that him, he doesn't listen, he doesn't love me, and I'm always going to argue about it. Okay. Is that is that what you want? Or can you change and... Growth mindset. You got growth this. Growth mindset. Flip the code around, the code switch or whatever. Flip the paradigm and say, these crumbs on the counter, they annoy me. Yeah. They annoy me. I would prefer if it wasn't that way. But I'm not going to let that create all this dissonance and conflict in our marriage. <clears throat> because I would rather overlook these things... Mm-hmm. And have a healthy marriage. Now, if it's like abuse or drinking or some sort of chronic thing that is not okay, then of course, get outside help for that. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that. But if it's small things, Melanie never turns any lights off ever for years. And now the kids don't. And it just, it's a dad thing, I guess. Turn the lights out. And it bugs me. But I just maybe say something like, hello, lights, and then turn them off, right? And it doesn't bother me. Or other things. And I know that you've been... I don't know. Maybe it's a personality. I'm whatever, kind of chill. Oh, I'm sure it's a personality. That's a a, a personality type that you have. It's Mm -hmm. like, this goes here and this, I got to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. So don't let your personality type get in the way of a healthy and good Mm -hmm. relationship. Someone asked about an Enneagram test. What is the best Enneagram test? I think it's... um, It's the wet, wet, weeps, 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 W-E-P-P-S or something. Oh, darn it. We can figure it out. I don't remember. Can you you email us and and ask? I think the EnneagramInstitute.com has one. Oh, and it's called the Ready. R-H-E-T-I. Ready. Um, Who did that one? I didn't do that one. Feels so good to not know I'm not alone. You aren't. That's why we want to do this, Mm -hmm. to normalize and create the podcast that we wanted. So, you guys, we're coming up on 25 minutes no, we had one more question to read, and you didn't let me okay. read it. Okay. So we'll there's the last one. Ian Cron just came out with a new one, too. Ian Cron is an Enneagram guy. He has a podcast. This is a question. It says, how do you deal with Thank opposite you. needs? I feel like our life is chaotic and stressful because I have the need to have some semblance of planning and routine, but it makes my partner itchy, his words, to have his day planned out. We've been able to work... Uh, we've been able to work this out in some ways. I chose the weekends that we camp, but we don't know where we're going until he decides the day of. I make a point to remain open to his spontaneity and not overschedule us, etc. But on the day-to-day stuff, I'm drowning and craving some kind of routine. When I've attempted to create a routine of my own, I find that he doesn't buy into it or wants or does change things at the last minute. We both work and have kids, so some routine around at least pick up dinner homework seems important? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so that's a good start. How can you say, tell him that these routines around pickup, you know, kids pick up uh, dinner and other stuff are important to you? And how can we uh, continue those or how can we expound upon those? There's a book. It's a great book. And it's a Navy SEAL dude. His name is Jocko Willink. And one of his books are called Discipline Equals Freedom. And what he means, it's not like corporal punishment discipline. It's having a routine, having a predictable schedule gives you freedom in your brain mm-hmm. to think about other things like, okay, no matter what, from 12 to 2 p.m., because all of my other stuff is done, I have creative freedom to go on a walk and think and pray and meditate or whatever. I don't know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But the discipline of it equals the freedom around that. And I am the world's worst on that because I go, hey, I feel this. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Whether it's go to the movies, eat ice cream, go on a bike ride, go to the woods to shoot guns. 
um, whatever other stuff that really affects our house, eat dinner late. Well, I had to do this. I had to go see a client. And I'm finding that the more discipline that I have, so maybe this is a, a conversation or maybe your husband should listen to this. I don't know. Um, it's helpful. It doesn't seem like it at first, but it is helpful. I know, but her question is that they're not the same. So here's they're not the same. Uh, my best friend and her partner are like this. And mm-hmm. the thing that she has learned and that we've learned in different areas, like she's a doctor. And so we talk about brain things and doctory things all the time. And she loves the Enneagram. One of the things that she figured out was that her husband's Enneagram type and his upbringing, his family of origin, he craves freedom. Like as much as you crave routine, as much as she craves routine, because she's a doctor and she loves routine and checklists and all that, he craves, you will not tie me down. No one will tell me what to do. I need to be who I am, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's very hard because these are very opposite, almost conflictual things where one is saying, I need a checklist. The other one's saying, I hate all checklists ever. Um, And so what I would say is start kind of individually, where do you need your own checklist? And that's a little bit of what I do. I used to try to impose my checklist onto Seth and mm-hmm. he's like, whatever, I've got my own stuff to do. Right. Um, and so I stopped doing that because it wasn't helpful. But I had a, I have a checklist for myself and the kids have checklists. So um, I actually posted that on my Instagram the other day where uh, the kids have, I made mm-hmm. laminated checklists, literally the morning things the kids have to do and then the afternoon things the kids have to do because I need that structure. Seth has nothing to do with that checklist, um, but he will kindly acquiesce if I say, can you have the kids do their chore list or checklist or whatever? Um, so it's... You, that's a good place to start where like, what can I do to make myself feel better about this right now and not necessarily make my husband see things the way that I see them or function the way that I want to function. Mm-hmm. The other thing too is, and this might be a tricky and maybe you've tried it or not, use a calendar or a timer that you can point to when stuff is feeling weird. Let me kind of explain what that is. So we have this new thing we're trying where if it's not on the calendar, we don't really do it because our family, our children need uh, boundaries and borders and uh, timeframes and structure or else they literally just go wild. They cry, they get upset, they fight for things, they want things to be different. They can, they know that there's like so many options that they feel actually unhappy because mm. there's no there's no uh, structure. So we build in structure using a calendar. And when the calendar says, oh, we're going home at eight, we go home at eight. And you can get mad at the calendar because it was on the calendar. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me making it up. It was, we've already decided and that's what we're doing. So yeah. you could do that relationally. That, ma- that makes me think of the concept of decision fatigue and then oh, another yeah. concept that I created myself. It's called the lunch lady syndrome. Yeah. And I remember in elementary school, I never cared what we were going to eat and whatever we went to l- get lunch from the lunch lady, we just ate it. And I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to pack it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do anything. I was like, oh. You didn't have to make a choice. You, know, you just ate what was there. Rectangle pizza and, you know, <laughs> powdered mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it just ate it, you know, and you didn't care. And there, there is a, a predictability and a comfort in that. So if, if we can create that around it. And you have to see why people are so opposed to it. Like Melanie was saying, family of origin stuff, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, okay, I was pinned down my whole life. Yeah. I don't care what we do. Yeah. I just want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's also a personality type too. So, okay. Oh, almost 30 minutes. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Keep the questions coming. Hello at anatomyofmarriage.com. Send those questions in. You guys are going to have an awesome day. It's Wednesday. Be awesome. <laughs>
Uh, thank you for joining us. If yeah. you haven't already rated the podcast on iTunes, please do that. We'll read your rating and your review on the show. And um, please check out uh, audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage and get a free audiobook on us. We love audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, thank you again. Just send in your questions to hello at anatomyofmarriage.com and y'all are going to have an amazing day. We love you. All right. Have thank a good you. one. Bye. Thank you, Misty. Thanks, Lily.